0: another edition of father time thanks for coming back um we have a great guest today um this next gentleman uh is an old friend of mine i've known you for quite quite a few years yeah uh he has been called one of the most underrated comics in america by the onion and has proudly told jokes around the world to sold out crowds in over 15 countries that is true i i know that for a fact it's now 22 22 countries It's, it's you're increasing um, you have one of the most successful podcasts in the comedy world uh, called Talking Shit, which uh, was banned from uh, iTunes a few different times. But, yeah, yeah, and we, obviously when you put the word shit in the name of your yeah, podcast, it was not good branding, right? No, there. It's, it was magical branding yeah. actually. Uh, and the last episode, the five hundredth episode, four wait, four f- ninety nine four now four hundred ninety nine is going to be the we're end. Not, we're not going to do five hundred. No, four ninety nine is more than enough of talking shit. Go find that. It's amazing. Uh, and he's starting a new one that we're going to talk about called The Bingle. The Bingle Show. The Bingle Show where he takes a van, a bus a that bu- you've, you've, <laughs> you you've I've seen the photos. It's yeah. pretty crazy. We'll talk about it. And you're going to travel the country yep. and do podcasts and live comedy shows around the country. My guest today is Mr. Eddie Ift. Hi. Thanks for Hi. having me. Hi, dude. Uh, yeah. you uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're, you have a kid, i'm an idiot I'm you have an idiot a kid and you're gonna take a bus <laughs> and drive around the country and do shows yeah my wife told me to she's like go get out of here oh my god my wife would never my wife would be like, you're not going anywhere she likes when I'm on tour oh Jesus that says a lot about your relationship yeah yeah she's uh she's like get out uh she grew up in a family
1: though where her fa- her father my my father in law is a former NFL football player
0: is that right? Yeah.
1: So he, Who? Uh, his name's Dennis Franks. He played for the Eagles and Detroit, and uh, I think it was with the Raiders for a year. But uh, he was always out of the house, and then he got into
0: business where he's always traveling. So she was used to it. You know. So she's like, she goes, inseminate me, let me have a kid, and then get yeah, get out of here yeah, until send, I'm ready send, for more. And ch- send me the money. And you just keep sending yeah, money.
1: Yeah. Let me have control of your bank account. <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, it's not funny. It's uh, I used to have a great life. <laughs> well, I. Didn't, I had an amazing. And that's
0: life. that's what that's what this whole podcast. is I really about I toured
1: the world with my own money. Yeah, you did. And um. uh, after my shows, I could go out at night. Yeah. But now I go back to my hotel room and sit there,
0: and just wait for the next show. The road is definitely not as much fun um, when you're not uh, when you're married with kids. No, it's terrible. It's, it's you, awful because you can't go. Oh, I'm going to get hammered and try to meet some people. No, no, you're like I'm just going to go back to my room and sit there and wallow. Talk about traveling because I know you, we last time we talked about Eon's ago you were uh, huge in Australia. I'm I, I hear that all the time. You're a monster, not, you're blowing I, up I'm in Australia. Not huge in Australia. I am uh,
1: I have a, a a bit of a career there. Uh it's I'm happy when I'm there. It's good. I'm always booked. I'm, my shows sell out. It's fun, but I'm not huge. I mean, people that are huge here are huge there? Oh, okay, like if Kevin Hart goes from here. Well, Kevin Hart's an international movie star, right? But like it's because the world's globalizing. Right. I used to have like, like if you asked Australians who American comedians they knew, they knew like three, the three the. Now you say who are your favorite comedians and they know
0: Amy Schumer. They know
1: them all. Kevin Hart. Yeah, they know Jim Gaffigan. They yeah. know they know every Bill Burr. So I'm. I'm becoming the internet. There, what I F-ed am here, you over, yeah. Is what you're saying because yeah, yeah, you, you,
0: enter- you were word of mouth guy passing out flyers in yeah. front of shows, and now all of a sudden, because these people have giant social media followings, they've destroyed your career. Yes, yeah, yes. that's pretty much it. Kevin right. Hart, and Amy Schumer. So you said, "Damn gonna, you!" I'm gonna get a bus, and I'm gonna talk about the mingle for one second because you're touring. People can find uh, the dates on edf com, and you, they're one nighters. Yeah,
1: it's basically July. Uh, what did they tell me they just told me July 16th to August 6th is going to be the tour I don't even know the dates I'm pretty sure it's a northern route though where I'm going you know up and then over
0: who's going I do have a crew of people going yeah
1: through? I'm going to have to take a whole crew because I'm fucked up are you
0: going to make any money on this none, thing? It, feels, none. Like you're, it whole... feels like you're losing money yeah, to get out of the house Yeah, pretty much.
1: That's been the story of my life for the last five years. I've just been crawling, just built, digging, digging debt more and more. Uh, here's the story. So I used to do a podcast out of my house called Talking Shit, and it was really offensive but really fun. Like we just – anything we could think of that we could cause trouble, have fun – and just do really like we would do stuff like have we had a hot dog eating competition one time which mm-hmm. is crazy right sure. well I made the interns do it on their knees with their shirts off
0: watching gay porn um, we had who a, had to, who had to uh, download the gay porn was it on your is that on your I computer? think I did it and yeah
1: somebody called us homophobic and I'm like there's twenty guys and guys in a room watching gay porn that's, that's the that's, least homophobic that's thing not, that's Homo erotica. That's yeah, exactly uh, what it was. Yeah, uh, I guess
0: all I only can see is something happening to you, and then somebody finds your computer and is like, "Oh, Eddie, Yeah, exactly." He was closeted. We didn't know yeah. he had he had issues. <laughs> and how did you choose the porn? Did you were you very I, specific about the I gay forget porn? Forget what took? we did. It, did, I, you, did you look through a bunch and try to find the right one, or did you just find the first one available? I think I found my favorites. <laughs> did you? <laughs> my partner. I mean, you appreciate the human form, and you like good m- art.
1: My partner. No, if you listen to the show, actually, Chris watched was my guest at the time and you just hear him go oh my god oh my oh so big oh
0: it looks like it hurts so bad oh <laughs> and the whole episode is just i'm screaming like that it's so funny but we wouldn't look at straight porn and think oh my god that looks like it hurts like it, but, but in gay porn you're like oh that looks like it hurts it changed my whole look at women where i
1: had this empathy all of a sudden <laughs> for them of like Oh, don't do that to her. You know, like that's because I was watching the gay boy and going, oh, that poor guy. Don't do it. Well, hey, that's hey. why people
0: drink. Like, it's tough to have sex sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For tons of, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I had it for years and years and years, most of my life. And it was mostly because sex is yeah. odd. It's yeah. like, if yeah. you're stone sober, there's a thought process in your head where you're like, I'm inside of you. Yeah, in another is human so being. Odd. Yeah, why is this happening? Yeah. It's really unique. People put down alcohol. I used to be like, I'd
1: be, I'd still be a virgin. If would, it wasn't yeah, for alcohol. I would, yeah, yeah. If I Thank a, you, alcohol. No, yeah,
0: absolutely. I think it's yeah. It's funny because if you're sober, you're like very meticulous, and you're in a bedroom, and it's got to be very specific. If you're hammered, you're like, yeah, this bathroom doesn't smell too bad. Let's yeah, knock it yeah. out. <laughs> oh, there's a dumpster behind the bar. Let's go because you're hammered. Yeah. You know, like, whatever, man. Yeah,
1: I had, I have a friend that was uh, a. Went through rehab, and before rehab, he was crazy with women and, like, prostitutes and the craziest. Like, he was my he was my most out-there friend doing fetish stuff, weird stuff, and he became totally sober. And I hadn't talked to him in a while, and I was like, hey, you know, how's it going with the ladies? And he's like, yeah it's not. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, ah, you know. Sounds much fun. Just, I can't go there now. Yeah. No. like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, sober, it's just I'm not... Although I've had friends that went through rehab and the opposite happened, where that new addiction became sex.
0: Uh, we've had um, people we've known uh, who are don't drink at all their whole life, never had a drink, and are very proud of it. You know, Gene Simmons says he never had a drink yeah. or a drug in his oh, life. Oh, really? Yeah, that's his thing. He's never. The sad had-
2: thing is he doesn't need it to be a complete asshole. No, Andy, <laughs> by the way.
0: Oh, I didn't say hi to my producer today, Mr. Andy Lerner. I'm
2: right here. I'm listening to every word. For the Gene
0: Simmons <laughs> rip. <laughs> uh, Andy, any kids yet? No, thanks. Uh, Gene Simmons is a dick, though, right? This is true. Okay, well, it's this this one's going to get banned from iTunes, too, because Gene Simmons probably owns iTunes. But everyone has a vice. Yeah. You have to. Oh, or you yeah. couldn't get through yeah. this. And yeah. his I mean, he's, you know, he's Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. He slept with yeah. 10,000 women or something.
1: I had a bit of that. I think I had a bit of a sexual addiction where I used to. Uh... I don't know. That was like my significant, not significance. It just made me feel good. Where I was like, I'm, I, I would yes. go. It was a game to me. Of course. I would go out. It was like a sport. I of would course. go out every night, and I would. I guess that part of that's why I got into comedy. Yeah. It was a real way to attract women, and and I enjoyed it. I was like, and I was always looking for the new thing and meet the girl. And, yeah.
0: And then it's you, the drug of choice. It's yeah. applause. Yeah. Uh, or laughter. Or a woman saying, yes, I would love to have sex with you. Yeah, yeah. All three of those are kind of on the same plane of like, they they all make you feel really good. And I abused it. I mean, I took it to the extreme where I was,
1: you know, some comics wanted a standing ovation. I wanted a threesome in the green room after the show.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I would
1: would take it as far as I could. Threesome,
0: huh? I had a foursome once. But... The the, the, was uh, how many dudes were involved? Three women, three women, and you. That seems three women. I've never even had a threesome. I said I felt like I was the mama bird feeding the babies the worm. Oh, were you? (laughs) You were like uh, that little um, the the thing that swings down and dips its beak into the water. You know that little uh, what's that called? Here's here's how greedy. Here's
1: how here's how greedy I was. I was in a town, Southampton, England, doing a show. And in England, where I performed for a long time, the comedy clubs would turn into nightclubs afterwards. Yeah, that's right. And so like a disco ball would come down, they'd move the chairs, music would come on, and the bar would be open. So the audience paid a lot to get in, so they would stay. And so being the comedian, you know, you're not a celebrity, but there you are. It's like the biggest you'll ever be in your life. You
0: just auditioned for sex for an hour. Exactly. And then you get to, uh, now you're interviewing possible clientele.
1: So I stayed there for a long time. Like England, I really enjoyed because I thought this is, this is hilarious. Like, you know, I, I, I would get off. I've had, I would have my shirt ripped off sometimes. Like there'd be hen parties. They call them bachelorette parties or hen parties where they would just maul you. Mm. And so one night I'm in Southampton and this (laughs) other comedian says to me, he goes, Hey, there's a bunch of girls making out on the dance floor. And I go, where? He goes, go see, they're right in the middle. I'm like, oh, you know, I could I could go take a look at this. So I go out in the middle of the dance floor, and I see the girls, and they're all really pretty. And uh, and uh, one of them standing to the side, and just jokingly, I tap her, and I go, hey, how do, how do I get some of that? And she looks at me, and she goes, oh, my God, you're the comedian. And she grabs me, and she starts kissing me. And I go, whoa, 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 not here you know don't do this people are watching us she grabs her friend's hand and she goes come on and i or i said to her let's go to the green room she grabs her friend's hand she goes come on we're going backstage so i go backstage and i'm fooling around with the two of them and then i think wait a minute there was a third one and i go, go get your friends i go you guys stay here and i run back and i find the girl and i go hey are you looking for your friends and uh She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, we're all backstage. You want to come backstage? And she's like, yeah. So she comes back. And sure enough, the next thing you know, it's all going on. And uh, I remember the staff from the club, Jongler's Comedy Club, walked in on us. And I just, instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry, I look at them with just the biggest smile. And I just wave. How's it going? (laughs) Like, you know, like i have accomplished my goal in yeah. life like this is i think this is the best I just
2: ever re- let's, let's rebrand really him i think he's the elvis of comedy
0: <laughs> i feel like it was very polite of him actually to ask yeah well no to to include all of them because yeah. I, what a jerk he would be if he yeah. picked just the one girl that's right he would make the other two feel terrible yeah. about themselves so that's i right. think honestly was the nicest thing you you're you
2: humanitarian yeah. i think that's what you, we got out of this you know everybody's you equal know, in your you know eyes. who
1: ended up feeling terrible though uh, we went back to their hotel room
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the night got a little crazy. There were three here. boyfriends, maybe? Mm-hmm. Would those guys feel <laughs> terrible? Yeah, probably. So at the morning when I woke up, I left their hotel room and it was like a high rise hotel room. And uh, uh, Southampton is one of those walled kind of cities. And I mm-hmm. had to go back into the city and they were their hotel was outside of it. And I remember walking the path to the walls, like this walled city. And as I'm walking down it I hear noise and I look back up and they're in the window all watching me and I and they're kind of laughing at me. <laughs> and <laughs> I felt like this walk of yeah. shame. Yeah, there is. That for the first time I was, you know, and I was in a fraternity in college and I watched guys do that and just be really, you know, it was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> and here I was on the other end of it just going, "Oh, I feel like such a piece of shit." <laughs> you know, like these girls are just
0: laughing at me. Like, look what we just did—just <laughs> two dads talking about their old history. Yeah, it's not. I had happen. one on the road one time where I was doing some gig in some city, and one of the girls comes back to the hotel room after, and uh, we're hammered. We're just hammered. And uh, I wake up in the morning, she's nowhere to be found, but all of her belongings and her clothes and everything are next to the bed. Nothing.
1: I'd be terrified. She was like dead somewhere. I,
0: that's what I- I'm like, dude, is she? I looked in the closet. I was like, where is she? Nothing. All of her clothes, shoes, everything. Now, I was terrified in the morning. And uh, I go, my buddy, the the feature is staying down the hall. And uh, what happened is I fell asleep. She got up, wrapped a sheet around herself, went down to knock on the other, her friend was in the other room, knocked on the door, got locked out of everywhere. Oh, wow. At five in the morning in a sheet with no clothes, uh, when she got downstairs, she couldn't tell them what room she had been in or yeah. anything, and uh, she had to call her boyfriend to come pick her up. Her boyfriend. Yeah, I can't believe I'm telling this story. This is the craziest. Her story. boyfriend came and pick her up from a hotel in the her city boyfriend. at five in the morning, wearing nothing but a sheet. He's probably used to it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be right and he was probably like I mean, there's he, crazy stories he, he, on the road he was
1: probably like again thank god my wife doesn't ever listen to
0: this thing and so yeah this was years and years ago and uh, but her phone and everything so i didn't want to be a jerk so right. i I, fi- I finally found the reason i knew it was her boyfriend is because i called it's one of the numbers on her thing and oh. found out where she was to get her all of her stuff back oh. and uh she was like yeah. What city was that? I don't know. I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. But honestly, when I first woke up, I was like, oh, Jesus, what happened? Where is she? Where? Yeah. What has happened here? I, I had a book
1: offer in Australia to write a book, and I didn't write it because I didn't like what I was going to write about. And I've heard from a lot of people that they're like, don't ever accept a book deal because you're just going to want to kill yourself yeah, in the yeah. process. But I'm like, at some point, I would like to write a book. And I, the only thing I think that is that I have that's remotely interesting is these crazy, crazy hookup stories Yeah, because there's such an abundance of them. And sometimes I felt like, and I'm not proud of this. I don't want people to think I'm, you know, like I think as I got old and it took a long time to grow up, but, uh, Sometimes I think I did it for the story. Like, the more elaborate it got, the crazier it got. I had girls one time I met at, uh, what's the lake? Lake Winnipesaukee. I was at a wedding. I'm from
0: New Hampshire. Oh, okay. I almost drowned in Lake Winnipesaukee. <laughs> Hammered off my ass. All right, go ahead. I love this. All right. Okay. Went, did you I
1: see went. any bodies floating there? It would have been I'm mine. wondering what's going to happen it, in Yeah, story. well, I went there for a wedding. One of my best friends got married there. And we. I remember we stayed at uh something Eagle country club. No, I some, don't. some, we would drive uh, up there for the day, some country club that was very prestigious and you can't be on the grounds without a collared shirt or anything. Mm-hmm. And one night before the wedding, we all went like into town to a bar and, You know, like I say, it was kind of an addiction. I no matter what, I'm with my best friends. Yeah, I still have to go. I still have to go try to Of course. So I meet these girls and they're like, let's go skinny dipping. And I'm like, this is awesome. So we go up, get undressed, I go in the water, I'm paddling around, I'm so drunk. This is awesome. And I guess these girls had done this before. They run out of the water, grab my clothes and a mile away jump in their car <laughs> and they're gone and they're gone and that's and awesome. and i'm completely naked and i know the way back to the country club so i'm running these like dark yeah, roads through true. country club property <laughs> and i have to then get to the country club where they have like security i mean it's a very prestigious place like the my friend's da- uh, grandfather who or uncle i'm sorry it was his uncle that was uh I think he was the CEO of bear corporation. So this was like huge and I'm like running from bush to bush, trying to make it to the building. We are staying in these like suites above the country club where the golfers stay. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I'm going to throw a rock at the window and get them to bring some clothes down without me getting caught. And, uh, you know, and it was just I was the story of the wedding then, and I was the no, I wasn't best man. I was one of the groomsmen.
0: But. It's like you were the in the Terminator. You know, they they land in the future or whatever, or in the yeah. past, totally nude. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's got to break into a store. He's got to get clothes. Yeah, and that's I
1: how know. I felt. I was, I was, I was I've like, been, not been, only do I not have a, a, a collared shirt on, I don't have a don't shirt know. on.
0: No, you have a you have a collar. You yeah, the, the collared <laughs> bishop downstairs. <laughs> I've been naked. Yeah, we used to skinny dip a lot. I've been naked on golf courses a couple different times. And, uh, yeah, that was was a – it's crazy. It's a perfect segue because how did those two dudes then become – like now my life has changed so much. (laughs) Yeah, my Not to go like, but my, all of a sudden we're telling these crazy stories, and I'm like, yeah, I have two little girls right now. Yeah, and if you were the guy and my little girl was like hooking up with you after a comedy show, I'd be like that son of a
1: bitch. Yeah, I'd be so, and that's what I think it was. I read that book, uh, "Stronger Fathers, Stronger Daughters," or whatever it is. And one of the things it said in there is, "Your daughter, the way you treat women, is how your daughter is going to let men treat them." And I was like, I
0: don't want Oh, that's and, that must have been, you must have sobbed openly when you Yeah, were I, and
1: I a, a lot of this is like coming I'm like, Oh god. <laughs> that's how I feel yeah, too Yeah. And I, I just yeah. I wanna put her in a a, a like I a monastery lied. in Nepal. I never was the Me guy... Neither. Me neither. I never neither. was
0: like I love you, we're gonna get nope, married, same thing. we're gonna same do thing. this. I was like, Look, we're gonna have a lot of fun. You're gonna have a great I'm a really fun date. That's all I, I'm a really fun. That's date. all course.
1: I said. And I said I would be so open. I would say I want to sleep with you. You know, like that's what I wanted. That's, no, that's more I open goal than here. me. I wouldn't. Even I be was that like open. I, and I can't promise anything after that. Not. Like, I, I don't know what's gonna happen.
0: You're like, let's just let our two bodies enjoy each
1: other. No, this is one of my selling. T- I'd say, look, we can wait. We can date for a while. We can have sex, but like. Once you have sex with someone is when you make the decision. You're like, am I going to stay with this person? I'm like, so let's
0: just cut to the chase and let's just... I used to do this bit about called reverse dating. If you're attracted to somebody, just sleep with them right out of the chute. If the sex is terrible, you know everything you need to know about that yeah. person. If the sex is great, okay. What's your favorite color? Yeah, Blue. <laughs> and let's build a relationship. But otherwise, you're waste. I just wasted three months on you. This is crazy. I had a girl I didn't even
1: know her name. Not at all. Didn't even know her name when... uh. And it was in England. And it was a lot of a lot of this was alcohol field. It's
2: all alcohol. Yeah, yeah.
0: I met a girl one time on a Thursday night at a bar and we were talking about Vegas and I said, We should go tomorrow morning. I'll pick you up at ten a.m. She goes, All right. And then I left her that night at the bar. I said, All right, I don't even I'm not gonna talk to you again for the rest of the night in this bar. I'll be at your place at ten AM and uh, we'll learn about each other on the drive to Vegas. We went to Vegas, had a sick <laughs> Like a like a magical three day relationship that covered everything. And then, and then Monday she got I drove no. her back. No, didn't cover that much. Uh I drove her back and then we left good friends and we never went out again. Do you know are you friends with Kenny Kane? No no Kenny Kane? Kenny Kane,
1: he's a comedian. No. He's he's a know, Colin Kane. Okay. Kenny Kane, different guy. Completely. Almost the complete opposite of Colin <laughs> oh, Kane. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh Kenny has a kind of a story like that
0: and now uh, um and he was killed and he was he was sold overseas into human slavery and they took his organs now he's uh
1: and I that just, was he had a kid. I, I I just realized I probably shouldn't go. Into <laughs> you this totally stuff.
0: outed somebody. No, I ignore it. We'll cut that out. Um, well, here's what's so. Let's where does that come from? Where did that need? Because here's here's where part does comedy the come from? I talk think about it's insecurity. How we grew up. Yeah. With your family? Are you an only child? I'm what one were of, your parents? One of five. One of five. Are you youngest? No, I got a younger brother, three older sisters. Okay. And uh, so you were the first
1: boy. First boy. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Pittsburgh remember my whole life though always trying to impress uh, he's holding his
0: hand out oh. for a hand i think it's a call it's, oh, a, pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Cool. it's a pittsburgh cool pittsburgh shake Pittsburgh. Yeah. i we, love it andy we love our andy birds. pops yeah. andy pops in for just very important little nuggets <laughs> gene simmons is a dick i'm from pittsburgh too
1: i agree and, and with now him on, i go back to sleep I, I have two things to bond with him now i agree with him on gene yeah. simmons yeah okay it, uh but going back to that i uh I had three older sisters, always had like lots of girls over at the house and I was always flirting with them as a little kid. I always felt like yeah. I wanted to impress women way more than men. I had four older sisters.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I get it. I get it. You know. Kind of growing up in that atmosphere.
1: Yeah. But I think there's something to that. But always, you know, my whole life, you know, I was the ugly duckling and was yeah, I was an ugly little kid. Really? Braces. Two different times. I mean, now you're just a beautiful surf god. Yeah, the oh. um, the uh, yeah. I was probably the dorkiest kid in my class. Really? Yeah. Up until even through high school, I acne in high school. What? And it, was, it what, was. did you have a girl? Did you get girls in high school? N- no, I was always the guy that like. If I was a senior, I was always dating the girls in the lower grade.
0: Like like eighth grade. Yeah. Six, six, <laughs> six, I mean, eighth, they were two. No, I, uh,
1: I couldn't get a girl to save, like, no real girlfriends in high school. And then it, there was like this transformation the summer between high school and college. What happened was high school, I. I didn't know I was really fast and all of a sudden – and I was a terrible student. Like, the wor- Like I wasn't going to college. I was the one kid from my school right. not going to college because my grades were so bad because I was such a fuck-up. <laughs> because I was the party guy in high school that, that – I was like, if I But can- you would think get-
0: as the party guy, you would have gotten girls.
1: No, I was the party guy, like, laughing and pointing at him. Look, he's beer-bonging now he's throwing up. Um, Heavy drinking. Heavy drinking, even in high school. Yeah, I, I, I some of that. You know, starting at 15. Yeah, me too. And, uh, but I ran track and all of a sudden I didn't realize I was, all of a sudden I'm like winning, you know, every, <laughs> and I'm funny. going to the state championship, I'm really? in the junior Olympic national championships. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know. And then I get recruited to go to college and run track. And, you know, I probably did better than anyone in my school at that point in any right. event. Like, I, was not an athlete, and all of a sudden, I'm the one guy right. that's going on, you know, like scholarship and everything. So, where'd you go to school? University of Pittsburgh. Oh, that's so, funny, man. So, so uh, but over the summer, my acne went, I went on that drug, Accutane. I yes. The drug or the zits went away. I kind of filled out, and all of a sudden, I'm at college, and, and I was like, girls liked me. Yeah. And I started on right the away.
2: next episode of Blossom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it. It really. You're right. It, it's three for three. It today. really was. Uh, and I, <laughs> I. I. But. But I didn't. I didn't have fun with it. Like I didn't go around and just like, hey, I'm gonna and see get it on. I got a girlfriend sure. right away and had her for four years of college. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Like, it's wow, so she, random. She was the homecoming queen. She was like the prettiest girl in our school, and I. And I went. And I was, I was like, I just latched on to her I was like, I'm never going to let you go. Because I had come from being the guy that could never get a girl to I've got the hottest that I just didn't. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't deserve this. So uh, it wasn't until she dumped me and broke my heart. Is that right at the end of college? Oh, just brutally. And she's now married with children, you know, to the, to, Did she to get the married guy quickly she, after that. Yeah. She left me for that guy that she is married to now.
2: Please tell me he was the quarterback. No, my
1: dad has that same exact story though. And the quarterback was ended up becoming the head coach of the jets. Uh, Not Ryan, nice no, Ryan. this is way back when, cause my dad went to pit My dad has almost, it's creepy how similar his story was, but, uh,
0: Yeah, but here's the deal, man. You went on to you went on to do stand up. That marriage would have never survived anyway. No, No. well, well, I think I would have had a completely different life. Yeah, you would have had a different. You would have stayed there. You would have got a real job. You would have done your due. Go back to your dad for a second. What was what was your childhood like with your parents? Were you guys close? Were you open? Did he did he was he a my dad? My father never told me anything.
1: No, my dad same thing. Irish Catholic. Yeah, Uh, never told me anything. Uh, You know, a couple things here and there, but. I think he, he would say, like, don't drink too much. Yeah. Like, that was his words Yeah, there was, there was never no drinking in our house. There was no drinking around us. Like, we don't want to see it. But he knew I was coming <laughs> to shit-faced. You yeah, know,
0: like, he my, knew. They bailed me out of jail. My parents came and bailed me out of jail. Yeah, they
1: bailed me out a few times. My yeah. dad. My brother told me one time, my dad said to him, come on, you want to go get your brother? And my brother goes, where is he? He goes, jail, this will be pretty funny. Like, he he my dad <laughs> my dad defended me against a cop once a cop was telling me he was gonna i was on i was 17 and the cop was telling me he was gonna throw me in the county jail right. he, even though i was underage he's like if i catch you again blah 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 he's like i don't care what he does if i get my hands on you you're going to the and my dad goes okay calm down <laughs> he's like no you're not like my dad said i was wrong what i did i ran away from the cops when they All tried right. to arrest me yeah. and uh my dad goes you were wrong he's like but the cop was out of hand, too. And yeah. my dad never defended me, ever. You know, like, you were always... My He was a disciplinarian. And so he's like, you're wrong. But this cop was being such a dick that my dad was like,
0: all right, hold on. No. Nowadays, he would have videotaped it, uploaded it, and yeah. that cop would be fired.
1: Yeah, exactly. But my dad was uh, very strict. but And I used... I resented him for years for being so strict until I had a daughter.
0: Yeah. Isn't and, it weird? Then you're like, oh, God damn it. I'm well, sorry. what
1: I... I apologized to him. I said... I realized you were overcompensating for mom being so easy on me. Like, my mom, I'd be at a party. The cops would come. I'd jump out of a window and run away, and I'd call my mom. She'd come pick me up and then be like, where are the other kids? Let's go get them. You know, like, she was just, there was never any discipline from my mom ever. Were you in the
0: city of Pittsburgh or were like a small? We were in a suburb. Suburbs, So, like, beautiful, small, where? idyllic town. Yeah, uh, Fox Chapel. Uh. <laughs> Andy's. Andy's from Fox Chapel. 73.
1: Oh my God, you went to Fox Chapel High. Yeah. Holy oh,
2: shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. My parents lived in O'Hara till they died. Oh, ah, yeah. Andy.
1: I I lived in O'Hara till I was about uh,
0: third grade, and then we moved to Fox Chapel. We'll have to. Yeah, talk. Andy. You remember we remember do... when we t- Andy before the show was like, "Hey, you know, let's also try not to." Do too much inside stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Fox Chapel High School? No, I meant like your comedy stuff. However <laughs> ah! that's funny, man.
2: That's
1: crazy.
0: Was it? Uh, Where would you live in O'Hara? I just need to know.
2: Uh, Orchard Hill Drive, Not, uh, walking distance to the high school.
1: Yeah, I know Orchard Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Is that wait? Orchard Hill is that off of Powers Run?
2: Uh, yeah, it's yeah. on the other side of yeah. Powers yeah. Run from yeah. the high school. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to walk up the hill. Andy, 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 just, hold Andy, Andy just hold still. Just hold still, Jamie.
1: Andy, I lived in the forest.
2: um so welcome to welcome to the o'hara township (laughs) podcast welcome
1: to pittsburgh today andy lived less than a mile away from me that doesn't surprise me at all that's i
2: was probably how old are you
0: um 40 what am i 45 yeah i was gone by then yeah so your dad was he supportive of everything you did as a kid uh no he wanted me to do all the things he did and do talked about him so you what's the story with him and the woman he had a guy who broke his some woman broke his heart or something
1: yeah he had a he had a uh when I mean, he was in college same thing he dated the homecoming queen like how weird is that like was in the same school he went to the university of pittsburgh i went so he ran track i ran track that's why i ran track cuz i was like yeah, I, I think my dad was good at this i'll try this and my dad was you know like ranked in the state and everything and i thought and sure enough just like my mom said the first meet uh, she's watching and she's like, wait a minute. Is that Eddie winning the race? And, you know, she was my mom said she cried because she's like, finally, you were good at something. That's funny. And uh, she's like, we tried everything with you. And finally, <laughs> we tried everything there was one thing you were good at. And like, what did I, they try? Oh, you name it. Did I mean, you I take lessons in everything. I wasn't bad. I mean, like, I played football since I was seven years old. I come from, a f- like, a football f- – my dad – And if you're that fast, well, you were you a running back or something? I, they put me – they had me try to return punts, kicks, uh, be wide receiver, defensive back. And I was – you know, look, I was decent. But I was never going to go to on a college scholarship. <laughs> no. We, but, we, neither of us have the frames. And I was tiny. I yeah. was tiny at the time. But m- my dad worked with the University of Pittsburgh, and at the time, my dad was – like very involved he started the boosters there and he kind of hired johnny majors as the coach and then they became national champions and tony dorsett would be at my house and dan marino was a good friend of the family and like we were we were immersed in football so when i was seven years old i remember jimmy johnson coming to my house to pick me up, to take me to football camp every day. That's crazy. And he'd come in the house because he was coaching at the time. And they'd have like summer camp for kids. And he'd be coaching and my dad would go, you know, they live down the street and we were friends. And so he would pick me up. And this (laughs) is, I mean, this is a guy who's won the Super Bowl and the national championship. And he would come get me out of bed. At seven years old, and taking this, and I was the. Youngest. By the way, that
0: comes off a little creepy. I'm not sure Jimmy Johnson's going to want to hear stories about like. Yeah, that's true. I used to get this saying, kid. I used to go. But it, but uh, he's was, not my kid. I used to go get him out of his bed. He was crazy, and he would. It was like, come on,
1: come, come on, out. get up! You're going to camp. Up get right downs, yeah. up downs, that's up exactly downs. what it was, and I was like, I'm seven. I don't. Yeah, it's, I don't actually, want it's to... even
0: more creepy now that you seven And so I'm
1: at this camp. I, I. It's funny. I have the first year of camp. I'm there, and Dan Marino was there as a high school senior. And he was there about to go, and it was for, the camp was for, like, kids that had a, cha- like, high school kids that were going to go on and play college football, and my dad's like, you're seven. You'll be no, fine. You'll be, and uh, it was, I was playing midget football every day right. till and, he, and golf, and he just, you know, those were his two things, and he forced me them,
0: I and I don't. Oh, he did. Was he, that's, a, that's interesting then, because my father wasn't, I mean, he didn't really have a whole lot of hobbies, I don't think mostly just working and we had six kids so yeah oh geez so he wasn't he was never like you should try this and this and this he didn't care he kind of he would hit me ground balls or whatever i wanted to do he would do along but he wasn't like you should do this and this and this
1: well i say this i will when becoming a father well before i had my kid i realized that like i used to think my dad was a really hard worker because he would go to work at seven in the morning come home at seven at night you know put us all to bed you know but on weekends he would play golf with clients or go to football games with clients. So you didn't see him that much. And I realized my dad wasn't a hard worker. He was really good at hiding. You know, like he was a man's man and they didn't like they'd go to the country club and they'd all
0: play right. golf. And he was country clubs back then were specifically designed almost to get away from the family.
2: They're still at our, and, and to get away from Jews.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's
1: actually, yes, that's true. That is that's true. true. That's not it a is joke. absolutely true. I know the country true. clubs he's talking that about. That is absolutely it's a, true. It's not a joke. No, it's and, not a joke. And yeah. uh, his country club had a men's only, still does, has a men's only parking lot, has a men's only putting green, and has a
0: men's range and a
1: woman's range.
0: There's courses.
2: I used to caddy there when I there's was a kid. A- <laughs> it, pops in?
0: Uh, there's one here where there's women can't play. Like, and it's a big country club around here, and it's women can't play Saturday mornings. Yeah, till noon, till afternoon. You're like, yeah. really, man. I really can't believe it still it's exists still, in this day and age. Well, the Masters, uh, the uh, they've had to Augusta wouldn't let women. They finally let a couple in. Condoleezza well, well, Rice, um, but they wouldn't let women in at all. Talking, or Jews, they Andy, didn't. Andy, they didn't Jews.
1: Not just Jews. They didn't have Italians at this club. No. And if they knew I was talking about this right now, they'd be really upset and they'd deny it. But it was the truth. For they're yeah.
0: basically for it's basically fraternities.
1: I went back there. I went back there at. uh thanksgiving i think this year maybe the last i forget and i was sitting there like i went to see my family and that's where they went for dinner or whatever and i looked around at this big dinner and i saw indian people and i saw it's changed a lot jewish people and i went and i it was funny i was just poking them but i go to like my mom or dad who i go hey who's the indian guy over there like what's and i'm you know i I'm all for bringing, and they're not. So I was like, hey, what's going on, guys? You, you're letting your guard down. There's an Indian, and my, my mom or dad, I forget which one, was like, he's a doctor and he's a very. I knew it. He's you a,
0: knew it too. They're he's like, a doctor and they and, need the dues. And he's, a, here's the he's deal.
1: a very nice gentleman. Of course he yeah. is. And I was like, I, I know. The middle aged white guys aren't making any those. money. There's no so, professionals in hilarious. them. They don't have any money so, to spend. At 26 years old, I became of age and I never went there after I once I went to college I was like I'm never going fucking back in that place again at 26 they you become you're off your parents membership and they offer you membership of course and you have to buy a bond which is extremely expensive and uh I remember getting offered the bond and they were like so do you want to join and I was like Fuck no. no! And I remember saying something like, "They're like, why don't you want to join?" I'm like, "When you let some blacks and Jews in, I'll join." That's funny. And uh, and it was, <laughs> I, I remember one time too. I was home there, and I took before I was, like when I was still a member under my dad, I took a couple comedian friends that were black up there just to kind of poke, you know, at people. And I remember like my, which is funny for Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's like a hardworking. Yeah, but Pittsburgh's a uh, like collar Bo- town. But Pittsburgh's like Boston.
2: Really like that Boston. That kind of— Boston's the most racist town in the yes. country.
1: Yes, and I think Pittsburgh's very racist, too. Would you agree?
2: Well, yeah. It also comes from a from a time that was very different, of course. too. I've been back since then, and and it's better. Yeah, sure. it's better. You couldn't help it but because the immigrants— stuff still exists. Of yeah, course yeah. it does. Of yeah. course. It's ne- yeah, yeah, Honestly, yeah. I don't know if it ever is going to
0: ch- change because— there are inherent differences, and people
2: kind of re- change. Here's, regale Here's the difference. The next, I can tell you right now, I was the only Jew in my class. Yeah. Okay? Now, a rabbi lives three doors down from where my dad used to live.
1: Yeah, yeah I would say of my high school graduating class, we had more than, than one Jewish— and of my group of friends, we only had one Jewish friend. And still to this day, one of my best friends— uh, but it was always, he was our token Jewish friend right. and all the Jewish jokes went yeah. there. I mean, he probably did half of them
0: himself, but... It- I'm from Manchester, New Hampshire and my I was the same Manchester Central High School and there weren't a ton of Jewish people there. There was some, one of my best friends, Mike Greenberg, in high school was Jewish, but they from Manchester's uh, Adam Sandler, two years behind wow. me at my school, Sarah Silverman from the school wow. across the street, Seth Myers from Bedford, like that pocket had this crazy pocket and they were very well-off people and yeah. very funny. And, and so it's funny, but there but, wasn't a huge Jewish population. But if you look at
1: it, uh, if um, forgive me or uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jews are only 2% of the population in America. Is that
2: a correct statistic? I don't know the stats on it. Um, I, so that's that's still a really small
1: percentage. It's a small percentage, yeah. So small. We had but 2 we live in, unless you're the guy trying
2: to get in. But we, I've
1: lived in New York <laughs> and L.A. where it's a, it's a giant population. And even I was born in Squirrel Hill, which is in Pittsburgh, which is, you know, predominantly Jewish. And my mom grew up in Squirrel Hill. So there were a lot of Jewish people in our lives in Pittsburgh. It's just they weren't in our country club and didn't go to, didn't live out in Fox Chapel where we lived.
0: Was your father, like my father was, uh, he was probably a bigot. He was very Archie Bunker-like. My father was. He had jokes galore of like, but back in those days, you could buy, if you walked into a like Spencer Gifts, there'd be like, Polish joke book, Italian yes, joke book, yes, Jewish joke yes. book. You As couldn't see those now. I would
1: say my dad was more of a chauvinist than a racist. I really didn't he hear him. He hated women more than the other my, racists. My grandfather said some some really racist things, and I've made comments about it to my dad, and my dad would go, your grandfather was not a racist at all. He said, you know, like he employed black people that, uh, you know, were his friends. But he would crack he jokes spent, about them. But he would crack jokes sure. about it. And my father was st- like, that.
0: I'm still like that. Look, thought father make, was friendly with everybody, fun
1: but this, he would make. I'll make fun jokes. of
2: this Jew beside me right now. I know you won't. You know? If I don't first, <laughs> yeah.
1: But so I wait till he, wait till he reworks your words and I, makes you look I, like an idiot. But my belief is that's when you're really, really not racist or right. or homophobic or anything. The fact that you're, if you, it's when you're the people that upset me are the people that don't have any Jewish friends, that don't have any black friends, that don't have any homosexual that don't have any and then they're the ones telling, You, you can't say this or you can't right. say that And I'm like, Yeah, I can because I'm immersed into all of that right. where we're all
0: friends. Oh, you're comics, too. yeah. Like, we're to friends me, right. is yeah, like when people call me a drunken Mick or something, it was, oh, I don't even oh, think twi- you got like, me, I guess. Yeah, and it's like when we grew up, it was always, uh, you know, sticks and stones would break my bones, words can never hurt me. We would say that to people when they called you things, and nowadays you're like, I'm suing you, yeah. <laughs> you just called me a bad yeah. name. And- yeah, well, I'm I, I don't want to get into politics, but
1: I'm, I have this firm belief that right now we're going through this. People say it's, I love this theory, it's a French philosopher, I don't know his name, but his theory, it's called Horseshoe Theory. And it's not that left and right are on a linear plane and that we all fall somewhere in between. It's a horseshoe. And the left and the right are actually right next to each other, the ultra left and the ultra right. And then the center is up at the top. And there's the fact that like these guys are much closer. So if you took that plane and bent it Mm -hmm. and, and came around, they're actually really close to each other because the way the left and right are, they're both telling you, yeah, they're both telling you what to do with your life. That's it. And the left is saying, you know, the right saying, don't say anything profane. Right. Don't make fun of the Bible. Don't, uh, this and the, and the, uh, that's the right. And the left is saying, you know, don't make fun of race, racial differences or sexual difference, sexual orientation or things like, but they're both eliminating your freedom i love that take
2: i never heard that before and i love it because french writer jean-pierre Fay. it's so true
1: everybody in america should be talking about that right now because the problem is too the left and right are trying to pull us all there like i find if you're left uh, if you're right of center you're now going i'm sick of these guys telling me i gotta let trannies in my bathroom and i need to call them by these proper pronouns and then if you're on the left you're like uh you, you know, you're going, these guys want to just blow the fucking shit out of yeah. everything Every and, and, needs, and, and not a, text anyone. Yet. A, yeah, and exactly. so so you're getting pulled to the extremes when the truth is the majority of the country's always been in the center, and you're not allowed to be in the center anymore. No. You, because you get outcasts like Tommy Tommy Lair. Remember the girl who was on the Glenn Beck show, who, you know, she's this right-wing zealot, but all of a sudden, she said that she believes she should have the freedom to have her guns, and also the freedom to do with her body what she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she said that, they banned her from the show. They gave her, and she got fired eventually, because she said she was she was pro pro uh, pro pro choice. Uh, pro choice. Yeah. And I feel the same way. With I'm on the left. I'm left of center. But if I say that I believe that people should be able to have guns, just we should have smart gun laws, people are like, what? Yeah. What? I know. How dare you? And you're you're out of our group. You can't come to our alt comedy space any longer. What you made a you made a, a black joke? Oh, you're no longer one of us. We would be totally we don't believe that you should even mention color. Right. Uh, and so Well, everybody like, has a
0: pulpit now. Everyone has an opinion and they have a place where they can ex- showcase an it. Yep. And extreme cells. Yeah. And extreme cells.
1: So we're all fucked. Everyone in the center and I believe that's the majority of the country is fucked and it's the internet's fault for creating clickbait and 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 not not having journalistic integrity. There is no journal the, the integrity's gone. None.
0: You how can you fight it though because we were talking earlier about, you know, trying to get people to come on to the sh- to listen to the show and the problem is you know, I see extreme. other people yeah, with horrible extreme. content yeah. but they're great publicizers because you know they did all those crazy things where it's, it's like the little tease. Click oh my the... god, you're not going to believe what this chick did. The...
1: I found that even the the news organizations now are writing articles and their titles are clickbaited, not for you to like. Like it, like CNN, which is left, won't say like Trump messes up in Saudi Arabia because every other left-leaning. Uh, well, their publication. They're so they'll doing say stuff something for their own
0: niche. They have to. No, 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 no. They'll niche.
1: write like reverse. Psycho- they'll say in the title, "Trump is a massive hit in Saudi Arabia," and then you're like. As a person that is in their echo chamber that is looking for confirmation bias, you're going, "What the fuck? What do you mean? Why?" Hey, what? and then you click it, and they'll say, "The Saudi King loved Trump because they're both misogynists." Yeah, and exactly. And they're both this, yeah. but they they get you in, and the right does the same yeah. thing. If you go to Fox News, it'll say something like, "Trump fumbles again," and all the right leaning people, "What Fox?" Don't you criticize Trump, and then you go in. Trump fumbles, but picks up the ball and runs for a touchdown.
0: It's all, it's all terrible, and, man.
1: And it's terrible because nobody used to know how many people were reading the newspaper or the article. Now there's they can tell by the clicks, and so we're all. I go to meetings in Hollywood. It's 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 ridiculous. How many uh, how many social media followers do you? And you go, and I go. Do you know everyone is buying those? It's like steroids in sports. Yeah. Everybody's using steroids yeah. and everybody's buying
0: clicks. And it doesn't naturally mean, like, what? well, unless you're the click seller, it's like the guys who sold uh, jeans and shovels during the gold rush. Yeah. They're all getting rich yeah. by selling clicks and clickbait, yeah. all these farms and stuff. But the people are like, you know, you live on this thing. But the problem is, you do see something that goes that has 24 million views, and you go, oh, shit, I guess I got to click it. I well, I there's a, at there's
1: a psychological. Yeah, term for that for why we why we do that why we click things that we
0: munchausen by proxy Andy yes <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that that's a real term but I don't it,
1: and I, I think about it
0: every day how do you combat this you know because well here's a question and this it'll bring us back onto to uh, track is how do you raise your kid in today's world to deal with that
1: it's it's really really tough because I just read an article yesterday that said that um the in Great Britain they did a study and found that. All this social media is so bad for your mental health. Instagram being the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube being the best of all of them. Uh, and because you know they create this fake image that people believe is real and and everybody's in it. It used to be just the Hollywood people were in that right. fake world. Now the whole world is part of this fake world trying to present themselves like my life is better than yours. And I don't like my daughter watching screens at all as it is. And I'd like to keep her away from social media Completely. How old is she? She's two and or two and a half. And we like we live up in the woods and, and uh I'm just gonna try to keep her into like surfing and skiing and all the kind of it's things great, as but much that as possible. Those,
0: that thing is going to be her textbook.
1: Yeah, you know I what know. I mean. So I know, like
0: my two year old can actually go oh, on
1: my phone, slide
0: uh, it over, turn on the internet, go find the YouTube. Yeah, link. my
1: daughter can do it too. And we 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 tried to keep so till two, we didn't want her to see any screens because they say it impairs brain development. So after two, we were like, okay. Then it became such an, that, such an addiction that her tantrums became so bad every time she could. I mean, still we're not letting her watch it that much, and she'll come in my room first thing in the morning. Daddy, I want to watch a show. And my wife had to find an app. That was like just kids' YouTube shows so that the ads were taken off because the ads
0: sometimes – Or they have weird stuff in them. All of a sudden it starts – Andy, you won't believe this. It starts as, a, as a, like a children's video, and then all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere, the video changes to – like some dude selling stuff going, Yeah. hey, yeah. make sure to ask your mom to buy you this. It's like crazy, yeah, crazy shit. Stuff. I don't know if you see. So all of a sudden it. we're watching. You, we hear the kid and she's listening to Daddy Finger. I was just going to say Finger, it. Daddy Finger, where are you? Okay. And then all of a sudden it cuts to some dude with a cigarette in Cleveland who's trying to sell a car. You're like, what go, the go, fuck? Google,
1: Google it right now. So I was freaked out by that when my daughter started watching it and liking it. And she found it on her own through mm-hmm. other videos. And uh, – It's a nursery rhyme, they call it, but they can only date it back to like 1987 or something. There's a year where this thing came about. Is that the daddy finger thing? If you go down this wormhole that I went down, people think it's like a cult uh, brainwashing. It's really, really scary. With the the daddy finger, daddy fi- that thing's
0: terrifying. Terrifying. Kids love it. It's like crack.
1: It is like crack. Yeah, and I don't get it. I, don't. I
0: honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they're being made uh, sleeper cells by something that's yeah, training them to do it. Seven daddy million finger, videos. Daddy finger, where are you? And it's
1: creepy too. Like it's daddy really finger. If it's you think really about creepy, that, it's like dude. a
0: child molestation
1: yeah. thing. But where but are I, you? But I'm wondering if there's like some kind of you know subliminal messaging going on Oh, absolutely and uh i really don't like it at all i don't like it do you let her, do you let her watch tv uh not really we don't have we're cord cutters so we don't have tv in the house you don't have tv in the house we have tvs but we only watch like stuff that's you know uploaded or you know
0: downloaded oh you don't our... have a cable or anything. No, uh, no we have everything and the kids watch we do we're trying to do more sesame street Right. Sesame Street actually feels like. It, it, here's it's what good. bothers me about Sesame yeah. Street now it's on HBO. It's on a pay subscribe. They yeah. took the one show that was, free that was great good. for every yeah. kid in the country yeah. and really educational and really well crafted, Limited for only rich kids. And they said, hey, how about if only the rich kids can watch yeah. this? Yeah. I thought it was the worst thing they ever yeah, it is. fucking did. It is kind of criminal. Uh, so we do that, but you know, we watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Pete J Masks and yeah. all these shows. The kids. I love TV. And now my wife gives me grief because the kids are watching TV too much. See, I, I, uh, I used to love TV and I think co- being
1: in the business made me hate TV. You know, every, every five seconds going, why, why is he on there? <laughs> you know? So I
0: can't watch it anymore. I have trouble watching shows. My friends are on, but not because I'm like, I'm, it takes you out of it? It takes me out of it. My yeah. buddy, Reed, who did My Boys, is on Veep. And every time I watch Veep, it's a little out of the storyline. I'm like, oh, there's Reed. And I kind of see behind the camera as opposed to getting lost right, in right. the show.
1: Yeah, over. I mean, I watch a lot of shows. I'll like We'll binge watch a show for a while. Yeah, we
0: do. But, um, we use it for the kids, honestly. I don't dude. like
1: to have the TV on in the background. My kids eat in front of
0: it. I'm the worst parent on earth. Yeah, we... Like we set them up on the high chair facing the television. There have been a couple times where... She is throwing such
1: tantrums and won't eat that. I mean, you're gonna think I'm crazy. My daughter eats a complete paleo diet. Like I've got her.
0: Dude, that's uh, another question because my kids. Well, how long can the human body live on cheese, uh, raisins, and apple juice? Because that's all my kids will eat. Well, and noodles. So we started her out as soon as, uh, as soon as she was
1: able to eat food like uh, food food. We started with like i eat this diet i eat a paleo diet non-processed foods so the only thing in our home
0: is good food and uh all right, you gotta back up i've heard of the paleo diet is all uh non-processed what's so non-processed so you won't eat like a can of uh, a jar of tomato or uh, uh, no i'd eat fresh tomatoes marinos. what would you do for spaghetti and meatballs or something we'd make it you'd yeah. make the sauce yeah You'd cut up tomatoes. and yeah, I mean, I might and-
1: get, I might go get an organic sauce from a really good, like Whole Foods or Air or something, or yeah, something, something that's an organic sauce. But I eat we or paleo diets: meat, chicken, fish, vegetables, fruit, nuts, and seeds. And I'd say I eat that eighty five percent of
0: the time. Oh man, those seeds are really good, Andy. You know what I'm talking about? The seeds. I'm on part. a seed diet. I'm on a seed diet. But you'd be surprised how much I can eat. Did it change your life? Did you change your yeah, body? Yeah, I feel
1: like I'm. I'm never. Sick. So you're not having any cake or a donut or. Yeah, a, but if I have cake, I make it, and it'll be uh, the sugar will be maple that's really syrup. It's really time consuming, man. I tr- like I said, eighty five
0: percent of the time. I. I well, you're not watch watching that. TV, so obviously you have time to cook. Yeah, it's just it, you're a good parent. Uh, For such a horrible person, yeah, I in feel like oh life, yeah, compared to a compared good to who you were, yeah, absolutely, me too. My friends so sometimes relatively, will go like, dude, you have gone through one of the greatest changes I've ever seen out of a person. They go, I can't even, I don't even recognize you anymore. Yeah. I'm still a dick. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge, but dick. I
1: think I'm obsessive about whatever I do. So when it came to parenting, I was like, well, like. When I get into something, I get into it, and I was like, "I'm going to be a good parent." I just knew right away. Like, I, I think too. I finally picked my wife because I knew she'd be a good mom.
0: How did you? Because obviously, I mean, you you know did we, did you meet her after a show and tell her I just want to have sex with you and I, I don't know her, how this is going to end? I met her
1: in a cafe in Bondi, Australia, Bondi Beach, which oh, is in Sydney. Right, she's Australian. She's American, but she lived in Australia. Oh, okay, okay, and her. Friend or A mutual friend said, hey, do you know Elle over there? They were, they call her L. Her name's Lauren. They go, do you know Elle? And I go, no. They go, she's American. And I was like, oh, and she was really pretty. I was like, why, why don't you introduce me? Because you thought and, I'd like to bang that. And Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And I said, uh, so they brought her over and they said, do you know Eddie? He's famous. And she goes, you're famous? Really? What do you do? And I said, I'm a Christian porn star.
0: <laughs> Great. That's a good pickup line.
1: And, uh, that's a good pickup line. And I left it at that. And then I came back in. The, every uh, hangs out at this cafe in Bondi called uh, uh, Le Paris Cafe, mm-hmm. Le Paris Go. And um, so it's it's like where all the hot girls are. And so I was in there every morning. And uh, I'm in there, and she walks up to me. She goes, "You are such a liar. I googled you." And I was like, "You believed me?" And right then, I was like, "I'm going to marry this girl."
0: Did you really? No. Um, She's I She's
1: just gullible enough to of, marry. My first date with her, I knew I was going to marry her.
0: My friends. I kinda knew that too. And yeah. my friend said the moment and they knew I had always said, I'm never getting married. Me too. Said the my same. thing. My buddy who works at the lobster still has a signed napkin. I signed one night drunk that said, I will never change a diaper in my yeah, life. And I said I the same it. thing. And when I had the kids he he mailed that to me. Yeah. My my uh my Were you just of, at the right point in life where you just knew the age and you said, This is I'm ready. I just knew I was ready I'm gonna tell and my, she was the right time. She was the right person at the right time um
1: oh. i knew i had this is crazy. this is gonna sound weird
0: i was touring no weirder than the crazy other shit you talked
1: about. i was in new zealand and i was touring with five other comedians four other comedians in a bus or van you doing your bus tours yeah. and they send you to like every city in new zealand it's like the best of the new zealand comedy festival roadshow or whatever they call it i don't know but it, it seemed awesome coming out like i was like I was like, oh, we're going to have a really good time. I'm going to go to like all these. And I remember telling my agent, I go, tell them I don't want to go in the van with the other comics. I'm going to bring a chick over and we're going to just drive to the gigs and I'll meet them so that we can like have fun. And then my agent's like, well, you know, they want you traveling with their comedians. It's an experience for them to meet these, you know, international comedians. I was like, fuck, I don't want to go with them. So the next thing I know, I'm with them. and 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 you were bringing your wife to be no no i hadn't met her yet okay uh i i had met her we were friends we weren't dating yet but they put me in a van with uh a manic depressive perfect yeah, who was depressed all the time a mute like a girl the tour manager didn't speak other than like official things i uh hyperactive kid who like suffered from like hyperactive disorder a newly out of the closet uh, gay dude who loved telling us all about gay sex constantly,
0: mm-hmm. and a cutter. His whole show was about self harming. Well, how many comics do you know that are that are not? Effed up in some way. I know a handful. I don't even know a handful. I know I mean, a couple.
2: But you don't want them all on the same bus. No. But so. honestly,
0: if you, put a, if you grabbed five comics randomly and threw them on a bus, it's a recipe for disaster. So I, I'm not even a
1: big pot smoker, but I smoked pot this one point with them because we were in the South Island and it was where they filmed Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, we got a long drive, like a six hour drive that day. And I was like, I'm just going to get high and enjoy the scenery. Well, I got high and then went into the worst panic attack. That sounds
0: sounds like the worst high of all time. I had
1: this anxiety attack that just lasted for like (laughs) six hours nonstop. It would not end. And I called like... I called my agent and said, you got to get me off this tour. And he said, they'll sue you. You know, they've done all the advertising and everything. You can't just quit. And I was like, let's tell him I'm ill. Let's do it. Get me out of here. Like, get a plane. Get me the hell out of here. And he's like, no. And my agent's an Aussie guy. And he's like, hey, don't be such a fucking pussy, mate. Just, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like, out, man. And, and I go, I go, uh, but I smoke this weed. And he's like, yeah, so smoke some more. It'll fucking knock some sense into you. Um, so I call, I call my sister. And I told her what's going on, and she's like, I had that happen to me once. She's like, I was working. She's like, I was in a hotel room in Chicago, and she's like, I opened the window, and there was no window. It was like a wall, and she's like, I just started to get claustrophobic and panicky. And she says, it's just your body telling you that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. She's like, you're not where you're supposed to be. And I did feel really lonely and no roots and no, like, nothing in my life. And I get home, and my wife, whose friends, calls me, and she's like, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving or something? I was like, and she had moved back to America. She's like, why don't you come to my house in North Carolina? I'm like, I don't want to get on plane. I don't want to travel. I'm, I don't want to do anything. And she's like, no, she's like, you need to take a break. You need to relax. Why don't you come and we'll hang out? And she's like, sounds like you've really... You know, been burning the candle at both ends, and I was going nonstop, like, every
0: day on tour for... I remember talking to you during those times, and you were, like, constantly, like, I'm here for 12 hours. I'm, I'm back on the road again. E- every like, day. Like, losing your mind, yeah.
1: And so she said, come on... And she picked me up at the airport, and I was like, yeah, what the heck? I'll go hang out with this girl I'm friends with. And she picked me up at the airport, and she goes, yeah, I know you eat kind of funny, so I didn't get any food. Let's go to the grocery store, and we'll get your crazy food. And I was like, okay. And so she, like, took care... And she just comforted me and made me feel like mm. I've never felt like this before. Like She got and, you good, man. Yeah, she, she did. Got she got you good. She, she tricked me. A little bit. So uh, I did feel like all of a sudden there was like a new episode of my life yeah. that I never wanted. And all of a sudden I
0: was like, okay. And then you realize, you go, why didn't I want this? Because this is pretty Yeah, great. it's amazing. And it's amazing what you can get accomplished when you're not constantly trying to get laid yeah yeah it's crazy right to look back at all those years i was like oh i'm gonna go to that diner because i really want to sleep with that hostess yep and i had read about this a long time ago called uh uh, or when i was a kid see my
1: dad i'm I'm bitching about my dad and my dad was a great guy my dad when i was a young kid gave me these tapes they were like the nightingale series of like say you can like you can win and you can Mm -hmm. he, he was all about win 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 you know he's a football guy and uh, and I used to listen to these and it was all like psychosemantics and, you know, self-talk and telling yourself you can, account. and I remember one of the things I was listening to, and he, in this, I'd listen to him in high school, I'd listen to them in college, I would, I really like, they helped me through track and, and a lot of the things I've done, but one of the speakers was talking about sexual transmutation of energy mm-hmm. and talking about taking all that energy that you've put towards getting laid and putting it towards something else. Yeah. <laughs> and once you can focus all it's that energy, great. it's amazing, but... I don't think it's worked for me because I feel like the energy I put towards getting (laughs) laid is what made me so funny and made me excel on stage where now I'm so comfortable with my family that I'm
0: like – I agree with that totally too because it's tragedy plus time. And so the truth is most comics are a little messed up because it makes them funny. Yeah, And all of a sudden I get to the point where nowadays – I had a gig the other night and I was like – to do 10 minutes across town. And I was like, you know what, man, I don't don't even want to go. Yeah. I did not want to go. I was like, I don't even want to go do 10 minutes. I'm pretty comfortable at home. I'm going to lay down, watch TV and the kids are hanging with me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. It really does. It, it, that happens. But then on the other end of it, now I have this, I have to
1: support them and I've got to make this money. So there's a different kind of drive and I
0: don't know which one is more, of a push. Which I don't one, either, man. Yeah. But it's obviously working for you because you're off, you know, you're, you're, you're always working and doing crazy stuff. And doing yeah, I'm working,
1: but I think like we all are. I just read some guy on Facebook talking about how he wants to quit the business, how hard it was. And everybody was commenting, come on, man, you can do it. And I didn't write to him on there. I wrote, and I don't even really know the guy. I wrote him a message, and I said, just want to let you know, we all feel that way. This business sucks. And, and everyone feels like they're not getting enough except for the 0.01%. That's getting everything, yeah. and I go, and they're every day just feeling like the rug's going to get pulled out from under them, yeah, because it is, it is.
0: At some day, I've had friends do that, and I go, I think you're actually making the right decision to say I quit and I'm out. To go, I'm not. I don't think it's a quit. I think you need to find something else. I yeah. have friends I know who are like have no credits, you know, yeah. reaching an age where you're like, yeah, it's gone past where yeah. you you're not going to survive yeah. in this business. Yeah. Because I know a ton of people who have a billion credits are incredibly talented, and they can't get enough work to make a living. So you are right to go – I just saw today the median home average price in Los Angeles, $550,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. you insanity. know how much money you have to make to survive insanity. here? It's stupid. So, I, th- I think yes. about my
1: mortgage payment every month. Like when I'm on the road and I'm in these towns that I don't want to be in. No offense to
0: you, whoever. I wish I want, If I could earn a living in some of those towns, I'd move there. I had friends after a show and I went to buy a round of beers and I bought like 10 beers. Yeah. And the guy it's goes, crazy. $26. Yeah. And I go, no, no, I'm picking up the whole round. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. it's $26. I go, I'm, I'm moving here. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing,
1: and but I just look at the arc of a career, and it's kind of if you look at it on a graph, it has to, it has to keep going up. It can't go down and then go back up because that happens to like maybe Bob Saget, you know, where he had this full house, and all of a sudden you don't see him for a while, then he's on Entourage,
0: and all of a sudden he's a hit again. That happens. To it very actually does few- happen to everybody I know, who is our working actors and stuff. I'll talk to guys I know who are huge and they'll go like, dude, I didn't work for a year and a half, not yeah. one job. We sold our house. We moved. And all of a sudden this other job hit. No, but very few people are Ted Danson, shatner who just jumped from show to show or comics yeah. like gaffigan who are yeah. juggernauts you're in other people have big years and then they. i don't know with comics years. though because i feel like it's like a band if you're a
1: band and you haven't made it by the time you're 40 it's not really happening it's not you pl- you might play
0: a few more weddings and if it's a casual
1: thing because they're looking but for they're looking for the yeah. young- they always want the new th- everybody wants to jump on the thing that might ride to the top yeah and if you haven't rode to the top but like that's how I I'm in a real bad place right now where I feel like um you know it doesn't help that I'm a white male right now no but that i i feel like my act is better than it's ever been me too i know and i have an hour that is that i go on the road and i get standing ovations i have people like love and i'm like how i'm not going to be able to get it out to the people because the gatekeepers just aren't
0: letting not, me through the you're gate. target demos now.
1: And I didn't realize I was. They were trying 10 years ago. They really were trying to push me through. And I didn't realize they were trying to help me. No. I was like, eh, you know, whatever. I didn't say and, and now I'm like calling those same people, and they're like, eh.
0: It's because we didn't have kids. And it's so funny because I talked to some people who were the hardest working, like Gaffigan. I did the show with Jim Gaffigan, one of the greatest comics yeah, on yeah. the planet. But Jim's had kids for a long time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, once you have kids, there is this crazy motivation. Like, we were on my boys' and at lunch, I always tell them, I go, dude, I didn't know how hard you worked. Like, we'd all go play ping pong at lunch, and Jim was like, I'm working on my, I'm writing and working on my craft. And he was, he would work, but he had like three kids at the time. Yeah. And you're like, all of a sudden there's this crazy motivation where somebody else is involved and you're like, ah shit, I really got to get some stuff done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm that guy now with, I've got 7,000 projects. Well, I think first of all, the, the Bingo tour is going to be crazy. I hope. I, I, I mean, it's, you had like a crazy promo shot where there was like, it was either a helicopter or a Joe. Yeah, we did drone the drone shot. I, I, we shot that it's two amazing. years ago it was before anyone got it.
2: It's amazing. Well, that's what I did. I
1: got $65,000 in a Kickstarter from my fans. Mm-hmm. And I went, everybody went, you should budget this out so that you have enough money to pay everyone. Yep. You can take people and get a piece of shit. And I spent it all. I said, let's make this look so good. So that the networks pick it up for a TV show. And we did it and we shot the pilot and I'm, I'm proud of the pilot, but we haven't gotten picked up by anyone. And now I owe everyone. I mean, I, I put in 25,000 of my own money into it. I still owe Kickstarter rewards. It's a, it's like a nightmare. Now I'm going to go on tour and put all my own money into the tour to still try to build it up. And it's an investment, but it's nothing else. No one's going to give me anything at this point. No one from Comedy Central, MTV, right. VH. No one's calling me up on the phone and being like, hey, we have a show for you. at." Because they're heat-seeking missiles. And they're going, what's Hannibal doing today? Or what's, what, the,
0: what's the 20-year-old yeah, kid who's the from next Syria guy. who's yeah. kind of funny? To, I, know, I know. Yeah. So I've got to make it myself. I know. Um, I think it's going to be amazing, it, and people. I appreciate uh, dot com. They're going to come check it out. Yeah, Eddieift. dot com. The
1: tour is going to start. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those at,
0: at Eddieift. Yeah, um, come see him live. I have a couple questions I asked to wrap up sure. the uh, wrap up these shows. Um, what is a trait of yours that you hope your daughter inherits? Loyalty. That's a good one. I'm always amazed, aren't you? Andy? It's a new one too. Which is rare, right? We we haven't had that one. It's
1: one of the only things I really would say, like pat myself on the back for. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, oh, I'm a great person, but it's one thing I am is loyal. I can see that. Yeah, because you're one of the probably, guys.
0: Like, I feel like I'm in the same boat, and we don't talk all that often, but every and whenever we run into each other, it's always like, yeah, this guy's yeah.
1: part of the crew. And once once I accept someone and I have their back, I'll always have their back until they re- they really have to burn me. Yeah, but. Well, you'll see. I just, after
0: this podcast, like, this is, some shit's going to happen to you. It's going to be bad.
1: <laughs> but I will. Uh, there, like there, I've been loyal to a fault too. You know where I, I have to stand by some. I've, people. I've stayed by people yeah. where
0: I was like, nah, I should have. Yeah. I should like cut this cord a yeah. long time ago. What's a trait of yours um, that you hope your daughter does not get? Um, my sexual addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Fair you know enough. What? Andy, that feels like a new one as well. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Like, I think that's the first, but you know, thing. that <sighs> whenever you protest something, that's how it usually goes. Oh, well,
1: like, we're not going to talk about yeah. any of that. I mean, I'm not uh, going to be like, don't, don't, I'm, I'm, I'm really being careful about this because I,
0: he doth protest too much where he yeah, and I'm
1: done. hoping she's a good student because I was such a bad student and it really, I struggled. Like like, I felt bad. Do you about, hope she
0: takes after your wife a little more? Yeah,
1: my wife was straight A's and, yeah. you know,
0: good, really good I student. I mean, she's made, obviously, one terrible decision. My wife always says, she'll say something bad. I go, look, you made a terrible decision. Do you feel what like you that? Because
1: sometimes I do. I Sometimes <laughs> I feel like... Why did you do
0: this? I did that to my wife all the time. She'll say something to be like, you you made a terrible decision. Now you have to live with it. Yeah. But I'm totally joking. I'm not. I but look at my wife my like. My wife's always like, how come your life gets to be so much fun? My
1: wife's gorgeous. She comes from a great family. She's really, really smart. And sometimes like when shit's going bad, I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. Like I,
0: <laughs> I'm i sorry I dragged I, you down I, with I,
1: me. I, I, I feel like I sold you. Do you
0: feel like she thinks the same way? to you sometimes no, to go like, no, I don't I, think my wife thinks it wants to go like, she's like, I'm the best thing that ever happened to that. On dude.
1: stage. I joke about that. I always act like I'm like, I was
0: fucking you know, single dude. Da, 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 I do you the same. Know?
1: And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's only on
0: stage, you know? Uh, all right. Last question. I'll let you go. What's uh what is a mantra? Um, some words of wisdom that you kind of lived your life by that you would pass on to your children. Um, one thing that's keeping me going
1: right now, my dad, I had on my wall at home, uh, a, a, like a printed out thing that was like that said, "Never give up, never give up, never give up." And there are so many times I've wanted to give up, and I'm like, "I can't, I can't do it." it it's like it's ingrained in me that I won't, and
0: to a fault, to like, a fault, like I'm, I should have probably. Well, that's the people we talk about who are like, they go, "I'm, I'm quitting the business." But if they followed your mo- motif, they'd stay here till the vi- bitter end. Yeah. But I think sometimes you are better off. It should be never give up, never give up. Uh, seriously, have you thought this over? <laughs> um, okay. You know what? In this case, give it up. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Gervais said people should
1: quit. He goes, if I never quit trying to be a pop star, I never would have made the office.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, like, We, have, we know people who are like – you're like that joke never got a laugh. The other three thousand times I saw yeah. you do it, why haven't you cut that from your act? Yeah, but What's I saw I saw Dimitri Martin for ten years, bomb in New York,
1: and I always knew he was a genius. And I was watching him, watching him, just like I can't. Why does he do this to
0: himself? And then all of a sudden, took boom! You yeah, know, he took off. So, yeah. so all right, never give up, never give up, never give up. All right, my guest today, Mr. Eddie Ift. You can find him at eddieif.com, yep. Please go see him yeah, live. He's a destroyer. Um, thank you for joining me. Always. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, um, thanks to Andy, you you oh. did you did well today, Andy. You did good. Yeah, you were like um, five for six or something. You batted high, not bad, not high, high bad, batting yeah. average for your uh, your popins. And um, that is it. Uh, be sure to come check us out on uh, dadsandparks.com. Uh, you'll see my other web series, Dads and Parks, and some Father Time stuff and some other shenanigans. And uh, that's it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time here on Father Time. <laughs>